Welcome to Par Talk, the show built for new golfers to find the answers they're looking for. I'm your co-host, Will. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about etiquette. Etiquette means a lot of things to a lot of golfers, and I think it's a really, really nervy topic for a beginner. So, Matt, I hope you're excited. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm definitely excited because I basically know nothing about golf etiquette. Uh, and it is something that I think is probably the most intimidating, um, for at least for me as a new golfer. So, um, yeah, looking forward to getting into it. But uh, just before we get started, I was actually wondering if you've been playing any golf or anything in the last couple of days. Um, I've, um, I've had a, an interesting stretch of golf the last couple of weeks. So about two weeks ago, I was playing, um, you know, with my regular Saturday guys, and I shot mm-hmm. my... Uh, lowest score ever with a oh, I shot wow. yeah I shot a 75 uh, f- nice. five over par at my home course um, I, I've shot 76 four over par at my home course back in North Carolina when I was living down mm-hmm. there but 75 is the lowest total number I've had um, wow. I promptly the next day shot like 90 so it didn't last <laughs> but uh, yeah over the last couple of weeks day. we've been we I've been working really hard it's been um, I've gone to the range a few times before work and mm-hmm. uh, that has been really really helpful because it's just given me a little bit of extra practice time to work on some things I'm trying to get figured out how, mm-hmm. how about wow. you uh, I haven't been playing much honestly I've been sick so I uh, haven't been able to get out but uh, I did get to the driving range I think about two weeks ago um, nice got some practice in yeah just kind of got used to getting the uh, driver kind of hitting consistently and then practicing with some of the longer irons because I kind of I realized I'm really bad at hitting those things (laughs) sure well that's what practice Uh, is for I'm glad you got to the range because I think a lot of people when they get started playing golf they don't feel like they need to go to the range um oh really yeah I, I feel like it's the opposite for me where I'm I'm I feel like I'm not good enough to actually get onto the course yet without people who know what they're doing no, that's great because the one the the one data, and then we'll get into etiquette. But the one data point that I'll say is like when you play, uh, you know, an average nine holes of golf takes you ninety minutes, maybe two hours, um, hopefully not longer than that. Um, <laughs> and you might, because you know you're not very good yet, you might hit fifty, sixty shots. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe forty or fifty of those are full swings. Maybe forty of those are full swings. Versus okay. when you go to the driving range in an hour and a half, you could probably hit like 150 golf balls, right? Full swings. Yeah, yeah. I, I usually get a buck of 120, and I usually hit all of them. So exactly. No, that's awesome. Good yeah. for you. Um, all um, right. Actually, I have a quick yeah, question. Ahead. Actually, before we get into the etiquette, I had a question. What do you mean by full swings? Because I, I'm not quite sure. Oh, well, I'm not no. fully swinging each time you. Well, you know, when you chip and putt, that's not exactly a full swing, right? So, oh, um, okay. or yeah, if you're yes. like 40 yards away, usually that's not like going to be a full swing. Um, okay. That which, makes sense. which honestly, when you're playing good golf, chipping and putting and kind of those half swing type shots are mm-hmm. a lot of the shots that you're going to hit, especially as you start to uh, get better. Because um, your full okay. swings will be good and they'll put you in a good position. Yeah, that makes sense. Thanks. Yeah. So, all right. Etiquette. Etiquette's a kind of an amorphous beast. We have um, pulled together a, an episode focused around uh, one of the top search results in Google. So uh, for those listening at home, if you punch in golf etiquette to Google, 
You'll probably get served the article that we found, which is from the PGA of America, which is one of the governing bodies of golf, who have put together this document and published pre-COVID 2019, Golf for Beginners, Golf Etiquette Rules, etc., um, that runs through, I think, some really, really important topics for beginner golfers to try to wrap their mind around etiquette. So we're going to use it a little bit as a framework. So if you want to check it out at home, um, there will be a link to it in uh, some of our content on Instagram. Um, but first and foremost, Matt, as a beginner golfer, talk to me about what golf etiquette means to you and whether uh, mm-hmm. golf etiquette makes you nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said earlier, I think etiquette is probably the the most scary and intimidating thing um, because I you kind of you don't know what you don't know, um, and it seems like golf has lots of unwritten rules um, yeah. and etiquette uh, kind of surrounding it. And so um, I think that's part of the reason, like I was saying, I, I'm afraid to go onto the course itself without people who know what they're doing because I'm a little bit worried about, you know, breaking etiquette and having, uh, you know, other golfers get angry at me for doing what they consider uh, stupid things or stuff like that. And I kind of sure stick to the safety of the driving range where I kind of know there's not too much <laughs> etiquette there. You can show up in a, in just a t-shirt and, you know, and just hit some balls. Um, yeah. So I guess like one of the first things you got to think about is what you're wearing. And I, like you said, I think there's maybe a whole episode on that, but that's kind of the first area of etiquette you got to think about, right? Totally. I think, um, and I'm glad you brought up what you're going to wear too, because etiquette begins even before you get to the golf course, right? In the way that um, you prepare to go, right? Whether that's calling and making bookings, which we've talked about on the previous episode, but also like, what are you going to wear, right? It's a very different conversation about what you might wear to the local nine hole municipal golf course that is pretty casual where, you know, jeans are probably okay but should be avoided is my kind of take um but they may not police collared shirts for example to the other end of the spectrum where at certain country clubs there's an expectation that you're going to have a collared shirt a tucked in and um you know take your hat off when you step inside the clubhouse right there's a sort of a wide spectrum of of um expectations when in doubt ask Right. Like if you're going with somebody or if you're calling to make a tea time, you can ask. Often it's posted on the website um, and that is extremely helpful so that you don't just end up showing up and feeling like, oh, gosh, I'm underdressed or um, Mm -hmm. or anything like that. And then the other rule, and this is sort of like a classic one, is um, you it's hard to be overdressed on a golf course uh, as (laughs) long as you're wearing kind of golf attire. Uh, that's, that's what I found in my experience. But like you said, I think clothing and, and, and golf wardrobe, I think is an entirely, uh, you know, 30 minute episode on its own. Right. Yeah. Um, now the, the next, after you've arrived wearing the right clothes, um, I think one of the big pieces of, uh, of etiquette is when and how you arrive. And I think when is, is maybe most important. So I'm going to put a, I'm going to put you on the spot with a question. When, how much time before your tea time do you think you should show up to the golf course? Uh, oh, man. <clears throat> I would probably show up 15 minutes before. That might be too much, but uh, just to get parked and like get your clubs out and get set up. 
I think 15 minutes is is solid if you kind of know where you're going. I um, okay. I always would say like 15 minutes to your home course is easy, right? Because you're you know where to check in, you know where the first tee is, you know mm-hmm. where the bathroom is if you got to hit the bathroom before you go. Like all that is sort of is easy. You know where to park. Mm-hmm. Um, if right. you're going somewhere new, yeah, I think 30 minutes is a great idea because it gives you some time to stretch gives you time to you know hit some putts or in the worst case scenario you park in the wrong spot and you got to move your car Mm -hmm. or there's the clubhouse is you know a long walk away from the first tee or something like that where you just you want to make sure you give yourself enough time not to be late to the first tee yeah which is is i think a uh which came up a little bit on the last episode right where you guys were were just a couple minutes late to the first tee (laughs) yes we were i think five minutes late so five minutes ahead of the the people teeing off behind us (laughs) yeah that's a tough spot Uh, to be in because then they're they're mm -hmm. sitting there breathing down your neck i um when i was living in north carolina i had a buddy uh and he'll love getting called out right here uh, B- Billy Cat, who um, I played a lot of golf with, would – he had a very loud car and he was a, a late arrival kind of guy mm-hmm. if, I'm being, okay. if I'm being honest with you. And so you would hear his car coming before you saw it. And more yeah. often than not, it was while our group was walking up to the first tee. And I got to tell you, it drove us all nuts. We gave him so much crap for it and we mm-hmm. really just wished like, dude – five minutes earlier you'd save us all Mm -hmm. a lot of heartache yeah um so that's that's arriving getting there on time showing up early um where do you want to go next um all right so you've showed up um i guess we could talk about uh, you know as beginners i felt like uh, we may were playing a little slower than than some people uh with those guys breathing down your neck yeah so like what's the general etiquette like do i have to wait for the people behind me if they're playing super fast or uh do i just keep going like what's uh what's the deal i i honestly think like with slow play it's all kind of we talked about this where it's like with the playing through question of like what does the course spacing look like and how do you fit in i think one of the things that i find super irritating is when people are kind of slow for the sake of being slow when there's a gap in front of them um you know i think you should always be trying to keep up Mm -hmm. with the group in front of you and if the group behind you is is catching up moving right along cool send them through Mm -hmm. um but as long as you're keeping pace with the group in front of you and keeping that gap close um you're doing fine i do think there are a few things that new golfers do that can get you into a little slow play trouble So the first one is um, what's the difference between ready golf and honor golf. Um, So in in traditional golf, the rule is the player that tees off first. um, Let's say you've, uh, you know, you flip a tee or you Mm -hmm. decide by alphabetical order, whatever you want to do to pick your, your first guy to hit. Yeah. You all go through your group, you hit, mm-hmm. and then once you get out in the fairway, it's always in honor golf. It's the la- the player furthest away from the hole goes first, and then it mm-hmm. works its way in from there. Yeah, That can be a little slow sometimes because sometimes the guy who's furthest back has to look for his ball for a little bit longer, 
or you know they have to look at their shot differently because they might be under a tree and they're like i don't know what to do so they have to think about it a little bit longer whereas you know you might be out in the middle of the fairway ready to go that can slow people down um for sure okay and so the way to fix it i that i recommend most people do is ready golf right so basically once you're ready and as long as no one looks like they're about to hit and you're ready to go fire away you know it'll keep Uh, you moving yeah, so I, I knew about the, the honor rule, and I assume that was like the rule that everyone played by. Um, but that makes a lot more sense to me. I, I think the honor rule is the tradition. So, like, if you're playing in a tournament, yeah. right, like, it's probably good to respect the honor rule. Um, if you're yeah. playing, if you're playing and you're actually like, and the people in front of you are really slow, and like, you're just trying to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to slow yourself down a little bit. Um, The honor rule is actually a good way to do that. And and then the other thing is like if somebody makes a a birdie or an eagle on a hole, usually I I like to let them tee off first on the next hole to have that honor um, because that's sort of built into the tradition of the game. But that's, you know, not everybody does it that way. Okay. And is that an official rule or is that just kind of a for fun house rule that you that you play so if you are playing you know professional golf on the pga tour they always play honor um except in unusual circumstances like if you know somebody has to search for their ball for a long time usually the guy who's up ahead will will call back and say hey Mm -hmm. you know matt i'm gonna go um you know you just take your time right i think part of that is because they want to stay in a rhythm uh because slow play can really screw up your rhythm and then what's the technical way to decide who tees up on the next hole it's always whoever um whoever won the hole or whoever kind of you go in order so if like you and i were playing together if i made a par and you made a bogey i would tee off first and then if on the next hole we both made par so we tied i would still own the honor of the tee because of the previous hole um which is very interesting in things like match play where you're playing a game against one another going first is sometimes an advantage and sometimes a disadvantage so um yeah it's always good to talk about that stuff with your group as you as you play okay um i think the next place that i i would go is around um course maintenance so Mm. there's a lot of unwritten rules here you'll see a lot of stuff written on Um, scorecards or in the shop that say replace your divots fix your ball marks this is how you do that Um, i think it's really important to for for new golfers to understand the etiquette around maintaining the course because there are a whole bunch of people who work really really hard to keep golf courses in good shape Um, golf course superintendents are the experts on a million different things from grass to water to fertilizer to all the things that it takes to maintain a golf course and mm-hmm. like it's truly the least we could do to try to keep it in decent shape while we play it as we beat it up yeah. you know by slicing it to, and, and dicing it with irons and wedges so um mm-hmm. did you run into any any maintenance uh issues or, or things you thought of when you were playing out there um as you went along um I'm just trying to think. So one of the first, uh, like when I first started playing, I was terrified of of making divots mm. and like ruining the grass. <laughs> I didn't realize that, that you were supposed to do that. 
Oh, well, not, you know, you're not supposed to, but like it's part of a lot no, of No, it's totally so. part of it as you're trying to compress the golf ball. I love yeah. it though that you had this under this realization that it was like you thought maybe you weren't supposed yeah, like, to. That's super interesting. This is nice grass. I don't want to mess this up. And so then it caused me to basically hit or not not hit the ball because I'd be going way too high yep. <laughs> over the ball usually. Yep. Um, until somebody told me or I kind of just caught on that you were allowed to hit the course and that you could repair it after. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of had a couple shots definitely when I played my first real round where I, I took a, a big chunk out. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if this is the correct thing to do, but what I would do is just kind of pick it up and walk it back over to where it was and put it back on like a little wig. Yeah, like a little is, wig, is, like a little toupee. Is, is that correct? I don't know if that actually heals it. Does that patch survive that so the the putting it on like a wig which is how i'm going to refer to it from now until the end of time um (laughs) that that is absolutely what you're supposed to do if it comes out intact if it um okay so if you get that like beaver tail type pelt um Mm -hmm. you can put that bad boy right back um it will start to regrow and reconnect at the roots because you've taken out um enough uh earth with it the mm-hmm. other thing that often happens, and this is where it gets a little bit dicier, is it'll often break into a million different pieces when you uh, make a divot. Yeah. yeah, I had a couple of those as well, I think. And those are pretty hard to put back together and certainly hard to put back together in a way that will regrow in a normal pattern. And so mm-hmm. often what you'll find, especially if you take a cart, uh, on the side of the cart, you'll you'll sometimes have, and especially at nicer places, not all the kind of average spots will have this, but they'll have that little, um, like a little, I don't even know how to describe it, sort of a, a bottle full of uh, dirt, sand, and seed. Uh, depends on uh. the material of the golf course, but typically okay. what will happen is you'll fill it back in with that material, and oh. it's essentially like reseeding the soil uh, oh, so cool. the grass can grow. It's a really awesome way to do it and yeah, yeah we didn't have that, you'll see that driving ranges a lot too actually oh okay i assume on ones where you're hitting off the the grass yeah the... and we're and it's usually not there for you to do it but typically like if you're hitting off okay. grass you'll see the spot from yesterday is just full mm-hmm. of what looks like sand basically like a uh, um okay. and that's to yeah. enable grass regrowth um okay and cool. i i think that's one of those ones where like if you're walking and you take a divot that explodes I just always mm-hmm. feel kind of guilty that mm-hmm. I can't replace it because I don't have a bottle yeah. of sand with me or any, and I can't yeah. put the divot right back in. But yeah. no you know, that's part of a, sadly part spot. of the deal. The toupee, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The wig, um, um, yeah. <laughs> that just made me think of another another thing I saw that I actually don't understand. Uh, one of my friends who plays had like. Um, I think you call. It, I think you could just call it a divot repair tool. Yep. And he kind of, he kind of just poked the ground with it, like a little like, two prong thing. Yeah. Yeah. What does that actually do? I, no. So it's a, it's a great question because that's when you go up to the green and if you hit a good shot and your ball comes in at a vertical height and uh, at, a, at a sharp angle and mm-hmm. um, it will penetrate the earth, right? Like at some places where mm-hmm. if it's wet, like it'll leave a crater. Other times uh, you might leave yeah. a little dent. And that tool is to try to level that back off. Um, oh, okay. And it's important to do it kind of the right way. And I'll actually I'll post something when we when we post this episode. Um, I will I'll take a video of how you're supposed to do it because I think one of the things that um, 
you find is that a lot of people do it wrong. And so I think it's really helpful to learn the right way. And that basically means you, so that you're not tearing the roots of the grass. That's, that's okay. the most important thing is that you're, mm-hmm. you're pushing the, the dent back together and flattening it out without tearing at the roots so that you yeah, don't leave sense. a, uh, like a little brown spot. Cause if you tear at the roots, the grass will die. Right. And even though it's flat, yeah. it'll, it'll look like a dead spot, which is what you mm-hmm. want to avoid. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. a, but a really good etiquette rule is obviously fix your own. Like that's the yeah. least you could do truly. Um, right. you should never leave them. We run into it all the time where you go out there and you're like, God, how, why are there seven craters on this green? Nobody fixed their own. Um, yeah. And so a, a good rule that people should try to follow is fix your own and then somebody else's because somebody else skipped it or maybe they didn't see yeah. it, you know, give, you know, assume good intent, but um, it's good to fix your own and fix somebody else's so that the greens can stay healthy and smooth and, and fun to play on. Yeah. So then what's the etiquette is, is I know there's rules about like moving stuff in the way you're shot and all that. So oh, what's yeah. the etiquette on if someone has left a bunch of, divots on the green for example yeah no that it's are a, in your shot this, can you go fix those before you do it totally so this is a great question it brings us to the green where i think on the green there are a lot of like rules and etiquette and unwritten rules that are touchy and i think this is a good place for us to go so first and foremost if there's a um something wrong between your ball and the hole you can fix it so if it's a um you know ball mark like the one of those one of those uh, dents, you can fix yeah. that and flatten it out. If okay. um, if somebody you know with their spiked shoes has dragged their feet and there's like you know kind of a um, the grass is standing up on end or right. or it's or even if it's even kind of cut up, which will happen. You know sometimes kids will play and kids drag their feet and or, or older folks will play and they drag their feet. That happens. Mm-hmm it's totally okay to tap that down. And usually you just tap that down with your putter and try to make it as smooth as you can so that your ball's not, you know, bouncing around on the way to the hole. But that's, that's, I think a, a really good question that people don't know they're, they're allowed to do. Hmm. Yeah, um, that's good to know. Another, so the green is a great place to, to, to talk about because this is one where if you're playing with strangers, you can, you can make some mistakes that'll potentially get them upset or make things just a little awkward. Um, and I'm going to run through, you know, kind of three of them in particular. So number one, talking, and this is true everywhere, right? Like not just on the green, but like when someone's about to putt or when they're about to swing, you know, in the, out on the course, like talking and, and movement can be mm-hmm. really, really distracting. And that's one of those kind of unwritten etiquette rules of, you know, just while they're about to have their shot, stand still, try not to be a distraction. Don't. Don't stand somewhere where, you know, you're five feet away in their peripheral vision. Like Mm -hmm. those are the kind of things that if you get a, if you catch a hothead, they might go, you know, Hey (laughs) buddy, move your, you know, move yourself. Uh, Yeah. So similar to like pool rules. I don't know if you've ever played pool. Yes. It's just like, yeah, you don't want to stand behind a guy who's about to take a shot in pool. It's totally right. Line or you don't want to be like talking while they're about to take their shot and all that. And the line one is a great one where you don't want to um, you don't want to cast a shadow in their line. That oh, might be distracting, yeah. um, or casting yeah. a shadow kind of at their feet might be distracting. <laughs> which, like, I like to play at the end of the day, and shadows get really long, so you kind of have to be aware of your shadow. Um, yeah. 
it's also kind of an important etiquette to not walk in someone's line. So don't walk between wherever their ball is and the hole or wherever they've marked their ball in the hole. And even if they're not lining up, even if they're not lining up, you know, a lot of, a lot of people will say it, it doesn't really matter. Like if I put a footprint on the 30 feet between your ball and the hole, like that's (laughs) not going to make a difference. But that is one of those unwritten rules that, that they talk about. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. What other questions do you have about the, you know, around the greens, around the tees? Um, so I guess one thing I found, I wasn't quite sure what to do was, um, I had a cart, so our bags were on the cart, but sometimes I'd bring like a wedge and a putter out to the green. Yep. Um, and then also we were pulling the the flag or I guess it's called the pin out of the, the hole. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what to do with like the extra club and the pin when I'm not using them. Is there etiquette to where to put them? Yeah. So I think there's, um, and I'll talk about it with walkers also, because I think you're going to probably start walking some as you golf because you're a pretty fit guy and it's a good way to get a little, get some steps in. And um, so first and foremost, when you take out the pin, um, just make sure everybody's cool with that, right? Like sometimes people will be 50 feet away and, want to have it in so they can see where the hole is sometimes people just like putting with the pin in um so Mm -hmm. that's one of those things like when you get to the first green if you're playing with strangers be like hey do you guys like the pin in or out like and 90 percent of the time they'll probably say i don't care um and then you can kind of do what you want um when it comes to like a wedge or or an extra club the biggest thing is don't lose it a lot of people will like lay it down next to the green yeah. in the rough or something and forget it there. Um, mm-hmm. And so my advice is, you know, you can, there, there's not a bad place to put it unless you put it near somebody else's ball or where they might want to play a shot. So it's always good yeah. to kind of put it out of the way, but where you can find yeah. it, um, which typically like anywhere between you and the next hole or you and the cart, is a good spot to do that. Um, so you yeah, don't lose so you it. You have to walk past it. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I, I do like think this also brings up a pace of play thing when this one sometimes drives me a little nuts. I'll be honest with you. Um, <laughs> okay. where people will put their bag, like on the totally opposite side of where they're going to go next. I think that you can. Hmm. So like, let's say you're coming up to the green and the next T is, is, 30 yards to the right. Um, yep. If somebody comes up and let's say their putt, they have a 10 foot putt and mm-hmm. they put their bag like way over to the left, like that makes no sense to me um, mm-hmm. because it's just yeah, going to mean they're going to have to walk over there and yeah. take the 30 seconds out of the way. And it's not a lot, but it'll add up over time. Yeah. I, they probably just aren't thinking ahead too much. Ex- exactly. Like and thinking yeah. ahead is the big thing, right? So as thinking yeah. ahead about where you put the the flag stick when you take it out of the hole right thinking ahead is a great way to stay out of um some of the etiquette faux pas yeah that makes sense well Um, and then also what about about the golf bag like are you allowed to put that on the green itself ah so great question i have i've only known one person ever who has put a golf bag on the green um he he was actually like he played a lot of golf so i thought he would have known better but i think he just like did it um Typically, I would advise not putting it on the green. Green, okay. gr- the grass on the green is very, very uh, 
delicate and obviously short mm-hmm. and and it's really easy to to make marks right and and to mess it up and so yeah um putting it on the fringe or in the rough right next to the green is totally fine um okay but like the 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 biggest thing is and the reason that i would not do it is like the legs when they kick out um you know, those are like tight little points and they can be, and those will just totally screw yeah. up the green. So my advice Makes is sense. to put it, yeah. you know, two feet off the green and you're in good shape. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Well, I think our last, uh, little piece of etiquette, and I think we will probably have, uh, this, this may be a part one type episode because I think there's a lot of places we could go with it, but mm-hmm. this is the last one that I totally want to cover. Um, that I think is super important is yelling for um okay so they don't just do that in the movies they don't just do that in the movies that's <laughs> I real. Thought it was just like a generic like movie trope <laughs> i don't think people actually did that to be totally honest <laughs> well then i'm so glad we're covering it because you're going to go out there and play again soon and you're going to hit really bad shots we all do that are going to go near people um or mm-hmm. cars or buildings um and if yeah. if you think there's even a two percent chance you could yeah. hit somebody in the head with a golf ball, yell for. Um, yeah, I, I did have, um, I think, one shot on my first first nine that I played the last time. It was, uh, I did have to yell it at one point. I, I shot a shot right into a group of four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of hit it really far to the left. Uh, it happens. I mean, honestly, yeah. it, it, will, and then it will continue to best, happen. The best part was that the immediate... The guy immediately after me hit almost identical shot. <laughs> <laughs> we had to yell for it again. That, um, there's something. There's a magnet. There's like magnetism it. to it. It happens all yeah. the time where it's like, oh god, we're just bur- like bombing these guys. Um, I've <laughs> yeah. I've totally been there. Yeah, you get in your own head and you're like, don't don't slice it. <laughs> yeah, don't go don't left. Don't go it. left. Oh god, I went left. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Well, um, what I, we can we can wrap up here shortly. But any other kind of big etiquette questions burning a hole in your pocket? Um, not that I can think of right now. No, I think you covered a lot of um, a lot of the stuff that I was wondering about. My my goal is you know, and we went through a lot of the stuff that's on that sheet, and we'll put that sheet out there for people to to check out. There's there's a lot of useful stuff on there, you know, and and covering kind of how to take care of the course, how to be respectful of your playing partners and the and the places that you get to go with this cool game but i think um this is a longer topic that you know we'll revisit as we get along and i i encourage folks who follow us on instagram to send us questions so that we can um help you make yourself help you help beginning golfers feel more comfortable on the golf course i think that's a huge uh part of why we're trying to do this and i think etiquette like you said is one of those things that's just going to keep Hopefully, hopefully it won't keep people from the golf course, but it probably does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I will say it does keep me from from going without people who who know it well. So well, now you're armed a little now bit, uh, armed and dangerous, ready to go play yeah. another nine hole uh, experience. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear about it. But until then, what are we drinking tonight, Matt? Yeah, so tonight I went with uh, something called Long Branch, which is. Uh, actually kind of like the fancy version of my favorite whiskey. So it's a wild turkey uh, small batch. Does it come in like one of those kind of rectangular looking bottles? Yeah, yeah. it does. I really like it. I've it's never a, had it. It's very good. Yeah. All if right. you ever see it, give it a try. I'm going to add it to my list. I'm going to add it to my list. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a I think it's just, it's a little sweet um, like like 
wild turkey is, I guess, but yeah. it's got a little bit more character, I think, and a, a little bit of a nicer whiskey. Ha- have you had wild turkey rare breed? No, I don't think okay. I have. Okay, okay. Put that on your list. It's like a $50 okay. bottle. It might be a little little more expensive yeah. in Boston, but it um, it was excellent. I've had, mm-hmm. I think, two of it now. I just gave it as a, <laughs> as a wedding present to a friend of mine, and oh, yeah. um, I'm a big fan. Wild turkey is a is a great distillery and um i won't belabor the wild turkey point but what there's a bar in chicago that i went to with my friend sean and they had one of the most extensive bourbon lists i've ever found and they had something called wild turkey um i think it's called master's keep in a couple of different styles that um i'd never heard of or seen before it was unbelievable and now i like Mm. it's on my um Wow, I gotta try that. It's on a list. I gotta, I gotta like. Those are the yeah. kind of bottles that, like, I'm sure they only make so many, and yeah, so I gotta find a way it. to get some. Yeah. Well, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm keeping it super basic. Unlike my oh, yeah. wild turkey uh, <laughs> master's keep experience, I'm drinking um, just a little pour of Old Forester hundred proof, um, kind of the basic model, the the twenty dollar bottle. I I love this bourbon. Um, Old Forester makes great bourbons. I love this bourbon because it is versatile. So I often will use it in cocktails. It's great in an old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And also it, it works on its own. So I, I like to have like three or four bourbons in the house that are in that 20 to $30 yeah. price point that I can use in a lot of different yeah. ways. Yeah, that's nice. I haven't actually tried that one. Uh, you recommended them? Yeah, I'd recommend it. I'll put it on your list. Maybe I'll get you a cool. bottle. <laughs> that sounds good. All right, gang. That's the show. I um I appreciate all our listeners. We have we're a little bit of a growing team out there. Thank you uh, for the support. Please tell your friends. The word of mouth is incredibly helpful to us as we try to grow this show and help uh, beginner golfers find the answers they're looking for. Um, Matt, anything you'd like to add to that before I wrap us up? I don't think so. So well said. Love it. All right. Um, follow us on Instagram, Partalk Pod. Uh, a new episode coming next week. We're going to keep the weekly Wednesday cadence. And when in doubt, just play fast. All right. Thanks, Will. See y'all.